Hey guys, welcome back to the Passive Hang. It's Fayon here. Episode 84. It's been a while. Welcome back. I'm very happy to present a special episode where we feature Julian Distelhoft, who is the founder of Movement Bielefeld, a movement school from Germany. Julian came all the way here to Melbourne, Australia to stay with me for, what was it, about four or five weeks as he took part in Juan Reda's intensive program that was earlier a few months back this year and we had the pleasure of going to many trainings together we also went up to Praxis uh, Canberra to meet my teacher Tom uh, for a workshop up there and I've documented that journey on YouTube if you haven't checked that out already a very very fun experience that one we learned a lot and Julian and I spent a lot of evenings discussing, debriefing our experience throughout the day of the trainings we went to, and then also just on many other topics, whether it be related to movement practice, we're both completely obsessed movement nerds, but also on Julian's other sort of passions, especially around cultivation of land and environment. And also he's very keen on the educational process, both within himself, but then also as a teacher, how can he set up his environment in such a way to help really let the learner flourish, which he has done in his movement school. And so we discuss particularly on this topic today and really just let the conversation unfold as we were sitting out in my lounge room. And so it's a very different type of podcast, this one, very organic uh, since we were in person, one that I haven't done so much, but one that I very much enjoyed. So. You guys will enjoy too. Without any further ado, we're going to get started. I'll see you in the episode. Julian is on the passive hang today. This is really special because we're sitting in my living room at my home. Julian has been staying with me for uh, five five weeks now, I think. Going to be another week. Sad week, because it's your final week before you leave. Yes. Julian has been here to take part in Juan Reda's intensive, which has been a crazy experience. You know, maybe we'll chat a little bit about that as well, what you've been experiencing these past few weeks. And... I've been going to some of the classes with him where I can, and we've been having our own little adventures as well. We had a nice little trip up to Canberra. For all those listening, if you haven't seen the uh, little video log of the Canberra trip, maybe you should have a look. We both went up to visit um, my teacher Tom at Praxis to take a workshop with Juan as well, and we had a lot of fun driving up and down as well. But yeah, welcome, Julian, to the Passive Hang. Wow, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure for me. Um, yes, I told you already, I was uh, like listening to your podcast since uh, day one. And um, for me, it was like, yeah, there were really important information in because you ask uh, good questions. <laughs> and uh, you had a lot of questions that I had in the beginning. And uh, I had a kind of a routine that I went every evening out and uh, done a long walk after I worked the whole day or had my own practice and 
yes, I listened every evening, two hours to podcast. And then I was like always, ah, oh, the new Passive Hang uh, episode is out. And um, yeah, I was really thankful for the information that I got through it. And uh, now it's really amazing that I stay here with you and um, here it feels already like home for me. <laughs> it's amazing. Thank you that uh, you gave me the chance to be here. Yeah, so Julian reached out to me. Um, we've been messaging back and forth a little while. Like Julian owns a gym or I don't know how you describe it. You run your own training group, Movement Bielefeld in Germany. And you reached out, uh, I think a while ago, you know, just um, to let me know that you were enjoying the podcast. And I think we were exchanging a few messages. But then, yeah, just recently you were like, oh, I'm coming to Melbourne. Are you in Melbourne? And so I happened to have the opportunity because my, my family was going to, to be away for a whole month when you were deciding to come here as well. So it was like perfect timing. We've been talking a lot about this, the energy of coincidence I don't know if it's coincidence or something else in the universe arranging these things uh, so it's been a pleasure having you here because otherwise I would have been pretty alone in this house but now I've had the pleasure of some wonderful company where we've been able to spend many many a night talking debriefing exchanging notes um, so I'm really interested to yeah, share your story and the story of Movement Bielefeld as well. Uh, but one thing maybe where I want to start is uh, I remember the first or maybe the second night when we were talking and we got into a conversation about why the movement practice and why you choose to share the movement practice. And you described it as being around the idea of trying to spread uh, this idea that change is possible with people, but yeah, if you wouldn't mind, would you be able to share a little bit more detail as to, you know, that, that phrase and what that means for you? Yes. Um, like even the beginning for, before school, I, uh, had the feeling that I had not enough tools for everyone. I had like a lot of tools for people in the fitness industry or people who are already interested in movement. But I knew deeply inside of me that like for everyone is something there in the space of movement where the intrinsic motivations, uh, the intrinsic motivation comes up. And for sure, it's, it's good to have a time together where you move. But in the end, it's most important that you continue your own journey uh, with your body and with your movement and um, with this possible possibility to change um, because in the end over the years of uh, teaching so many hours every day uh, I had the realization that this is the first thing you have to get like the realization from a person ah I learned something that I couldn't do and ah, I can change. And this is, um, yeah, we have this in different topics, like in a general movement practice, or I would say just a general practice that prepares you for life as well. 
uh, movement is a good topic where you can enter into this feeling. Ah, yeah, I can change myself. Like in basic things, for example, with the strength work, or I use in the beginning with a lot of people juggling patterns, um, where the most people think, ah, I can't do this. And then they do it for one week and then, ah, it's there, I can change. And then this process goes on and um, goes deeper and deeper because you have this realization, but you need it more often. Hmm. And with this practice, I can facilitate a lot of different topics because like in my school, we, we change the topics every six weeks and then in the end of the six weeks, you have the feeling, ah, I get it. And then you start a new thing. And it's <laughs> like, okay, I'm a beginner again. <laughs> yeah, you have to let it go. <laughs> yes. And yeah, to embrace this feeling was uh, really hard for me as a, in the beginning. When I stopped my American football career, or it's not a career, I had, had to, still had to pay. But we played, played quite professional in the second German football league. We were champions there, like winning every game. And um, then I started to go to university. I studied sport and uh, biology for teacher. Mm -hmm. And there I had to do some other sports, swimming. Um, swimming is just one. Like, we went through every field of uh, sports and then you realize, oh, I'm not so good in this. And then your ego gets attacked. Why? Like I'm a professional <laughs> yeah. football guy, you know, <laughs> and I can lift heavy weights and, you know, and then yeah. I have problems with this and I have to accept the beginner mindset. And I really went through it, how hard it is to stay with it. Mm. Like I can say it now easily yeah go in the beginner mindset just start something new you know but it's it's a big thing yeah and um yes i had this uh oftentimes in my life and to change to adapt to create yourself new and um i found a lot of value in it and this is why this thing is one of the main parts I focus on. Hmm. For sure, then we have like the, all the material that we use to facilitate this growth or this realization. But yes, to come to the point where you get it ah, with small things. And then um, my hope is that on one day, when you have it a lot of times, for example, in my in my school, I say always room. It's my room. We can uh, go later <laughs> again uh, about we can talk later about it, um, the term. But in my school, you have like a safe space. You have a group, you have a teacher, you have people, you know, and uh, you can have this experience in a easier way. Because outside, like when you, when we take our job or the mm. place where we live, it's sometimes really hard to make change because 
to be to feel safe is uh, important for yeah. everyone. Um, but sometimes you have to feel unsafe to evolve to find new things in you or with other people or in the world that um, interest you or bring you more forward with the things you like yeah you would say probably it's like that in this life like a lot of change happens but sometimes that change is just put upon you and like this change is possible it's like where you remind yourself or you um you relearn that where you direct your focus and and attention and energy that you can make your own change on your own terms right because i was thinking about this the other day as well that um yeah for some reason in this modern life sometimes it's easy to forget that and you must see this a lot with the students that walk through the door as well so yeah what are your thoughts on that what do you see with with people that, that come with their beliefs like why do you think that they need to be reminded of it that it's tricky to understand it at the start like it's important to know that to my school the people who come there are already quite open this is what i realized as well after some years uh, doing this i can just reach some people mm. but for me it's really fine because you can't change everyone and mm. this is what i had to learn in my life and um, to accept this but when people come out of intrinsic motivation to me and say oh i want to be a part of the thing that you do then it's a gateway for this kind of lessons mm. like i can't go to somebody on the street and say ah oh, you have to change like this you know because then the realization it's not coming from inside and when it's not coming from inside it's it's the same that you put it like with the society like I put something on them mm -hmm. and then it's then it's not working yeah yeah and the important thing is as well is that I don't say this to my students in the beginning mm -hmm. yeah in the beginning it's all about the material we work through yeah it's more a realization that I hope that will come on one point because the thing is in the group it's it's an extrinsic motivation because i am there the room is there like even when they come with the intrinsic motivation inside of the room they have this uh, extrinsic motivation to do this and my goal is or my my research uh, is a lot about to find ways how to activate this intrinsic motivation because then the people continue mm. and uh, i would say uh, it's quite yeah it's it, it's working like the students i had in the beginning they were also friends i was really lucky that i had 
directly like a really good group with mm -hmm. amazing people and after some years they uh, went on their own way they spread it into all different kind of subcultures from movement but they have this thing that they are open to to start something new or to be not good at the thing and to still go there and they change a lot they change fast they, they go there and then they get good and mm -hmm. stuff but um that they continue their way on their own when i see this like normally a lot of people would say oh they went away from you but no this is my goal mm. like to bring them to a point where they continue on their own and you can stay with me as well that's that's also fine mm. like we can continue the way together as well but i'm also really happy that all the students from the beginning are now like they created their own training space they they look that they have integrated the lessons into their lifestyle mm -hmm. because in the end this movement thing is also about lifestyle right yeah like finding all the opportunities for movement for stillness for connection for openness for other people for other ideas and a lot of people uh, like after two three months with me they started to say okay i have to quit my job i have to do another thing that i want to do mm -hmm. mm. i would say and this is also through feedback the realization is um, that I can create a space where I push the individuality from a person because um, these are also things I got reminded a lot from my teacher Joseph Barth um, that you know everyone is individual and everyone is kind of unique and to find ways to bring your own uniqueness out mm. into the world that's where this were things where i was like really attached in the beginning from ido portal he was saying in one one video i looked like hundreds of times <laughs> Um, be the best you and you know in this general practice we can do so many things mm -hmm. it's not like on the football field where you directly see ah, this person is better on this position mm -hmm. or worse it's like no you have all your things that you can do and when you want to develop it's like finding finding your best you yeah <laughs> yeah it's a nice way to put it and about i guess cultivating you you mentioned like intrinsic motivation yeah how how have you thought about how you 
uh, I guess, guide the group, design the room, the environment to help people make these realizations or to help spur them along with their own intrinsic motivation? What have you found to be helpful in this regard? Like what it's really helpful is that you that you don't give them the answers that they have to find the answers mm. um, I'm also inspired from uh, from this uh, survival teacher and uh, Joseph is, was talking a lot about it as well like the coyote teaching mm-hmm. on university we call it genetically learning genetically learning yeah, yeah. genetically learning mm-hmm. like you when somebody has a question you don't give them the answer you give them another question mm-hmm. to guide them a little bit but what comes out from the question like the answer is their own mm-hmm. and their own realization because in the end you need your own realization to really be be safe with your answer mm-hmm. ah I thought about it and I realized this and this is now the thing that I want to do or this is a realization for me that brings me further or that brings me growth mm-hmm. yeah it's an interesting way of doing it. like because I think sometimes a lot of people look for just specific direction right it's like tell me the answers because i'm asking the question or even when maybe as well in this age of like content creation you're making content with kind of holding the answers sometimes right like this is the best way to do a pull up or a chin up or whatever the the movement is right and then that's the one that's getting like all the views on youtube right not the one that's asking you oh Like, how do you like to pull yourself up to a bar, right? I don't think anyone's watching watching that. So it's the harder answer to, to have. So, um, yeah, does that, does that approach normally, like you, you always take that approach or sometimes it's like it's, it's tricky in some situations or with some students or, yeah, like I'm interested to, yeah, maybe dig a little bit deeper into just your... Um, your teaching approach with that. Um, yeah, a few follow-up questions with that, but maybe I'll just leave it there for now. Yeah. Like, I believe in, um, in good material as well. Mm-hmm. Like now we talk more about the meta layer, mm-hmm. um, but when we talk about technique or how do you create your line in the handstand, there are like, definitely certain things that you have to look for and mm-hmm. when you do a chin up uh, I don't let you alone just <laughs> pull yourself up because mm-hmm. um, there are already so many think things installed into your in your body in your movement patterns that that will be different to for example when Hannah is showing me yesterday her pull up and you know when the child is doing this the pattern is uh, more correct mm, yeah but when you already like shoulders forward and yeah 
as an adult. They were yeah. with a stiff neck and you know all the things that happen when you when you are living in a such a comfortable world that we live in 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 Germany. Um, yeah, your body has already adapted to the modern lifestyle, to sitting and resting a lot mm -hmm. and being comfortable and then your body change mm -hmm. like this <laughs> yeah you can feel it when you when you sit for one hour <laughs> <laughs> and try to not move how even like yeah even when you train a lot for for your body or you have a lot of awareness still there are a lot of things to learn with the alignment from the spine and um, this is as well learning from inside out right mm. try to hold the position and then you then you find on one point the right position with your spine and how you have to sit and how to release certain parts of your body while you're sitting that was a personal journey for me like this last weeks as well mm -hmm. and I come closer to the point where I really feel upright and straight and um, where my head is connected to my hip in a in a really good way mm -hmm. because even when you know that change is possible you need sometimes someone else that brings you in a situation where you can learn your lessons. Mm. And I think it's a good reminder where you can be challenged on how much change is possible with your own energy as well, which I think is what you've been discovering in these last last month, right? With the, with the intensive. Uh, but b before that, um, you know, with the, yeah, I'm really interested in um, like teaching approaches and I know you had an interesting uh, like upbringing like last night you were describing about the schools that you went to and the different like, sort of teaching environments that they uh, that you you were um, exposed to at a young age as well and I think many of the time we've talked uh, a lot about um, uh, how to teach and uh, what we've uh, what we've seen and we've sort of talked about this like ecological approach to to teaching um but maybe yeah let's start there like what how, how do you describe what what that is and um why that's uh i guess maybe for you for you like a, a preferred way of pr presenting information to students yes you already said i was i was already when i was young in different schools who use this kind of teaching and also my my parents are one of my biggest teachers in my life um, yeah they they gave me a way where i can learn for myself and uh, well, well your mother was a teacher as well right yeah my mother yeah, is a yeah. teacher my father is an organic farmer mm -hmm. oh no he's uh, finished with his work part in his life now he's free again <laughs> <laughs> He's traveling now a lot and experienced the world. Um, I would describe 
it to make it more understandable that now specific to the schools, the talk that we had yesterday is um, the idea around how to create personality, how to create a personality where you feel safe and then not something where you are just knowledgeable. Mm. Because for sure in our society it's important how to how to read, how to do the math, how to have all these basic subjects that you have in every school. Mm-hmm. But for example in the Waldorf school, the Rudolf Steiner school, I was just for four years there because then I needed more structure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but to learn how to how to craft, how to dance, how to um, how to be more yourself. Like this is easily said, but it's a complex thing, right? Mm-hmm. And to yeah, how to create a, a space where you have this kinds of situations where you realize, for example, I told you about my high school and um, in this high school you had to choose your own lessons, like for sure there were some guidelines, but you you have to choose if you are coming. Like nobody is saying you have to come mm. because it's your own responsibility. Yeah, You know, and there I learned, learned already, ah, you know, they do something and it's so open this school and I want to be there and then I have to choose for myself. Like nobody told me, go to the school. I was saying to my parents after the normal school, okay, I want to go there. And the test was quite hard for me, the mm-hmm. basic test, but uh, you have also an object that you have to present or an idea that has something to do with your creativity and you know you have to prepare all the things and then you go to the school and then it's a totally different setting because it's not the extrinsic motivation that somebody says you have to do it to be a good person in a society or to go to university or to go to university or to be successful in making money or finding a job and I think for a lot of people this is uh, the pitfall because then they think they know what they want to do after the normal school and then they start to study and then after sometimes they they change mm. that's also re- like good to have this realization but maybe sometimes you can integrate it earlier mm-hmm. to to find more your way and then you are not disappointed when you reach your job and you realize oh like it's good for money it's good for feeling safe but i think in human there's also an urge for something else right Mm -hmm. to bring out your message Mm -hmm. in your field that you like to integrate your personality into this and not only going ways that other people made for you and this like would be the description for for the school experience for the ecological learning
it's like you mentioned there just with uh it's like the knowledge versus revealing your own personality i really really like that because you are right you know i mean myself i was brought up in a very um like academic way and like very like as more more traditional based school grades were very important you know had strict asian parents and i had to do everything that was i guess viewed or valued in um i guess normal teaching uh society so you know doing music outside and then having to do well in the music having just like requisite sport just because sport or a certain type of sport is recognized as, as long as you win medals and then you know you have to get a plus <laughs> or the 99 score to be um to be viewed as like good right and i think i went through my own process as well where i remember when i went to university and the boundaries were taken away because suddenly it was like what you were saying it was like my choice to go to university and i never had so much freedom where i was like okay like i have to choose now what subjects i like and then what sub uh whether i even go or not and i remember at the time it was also challenging because when no one told me what to do then you know for a time like i just didn't go to university <laughs> at all you know i didn't go i didn't know what classes to do i i still just chose what i thought was probably viewed as like the best or good in society versus maybe asking myself a bit deeper what the questions would be as to what i really want to do so yeah especially in my 20s and i mean even now i ask myself it, it was challenging at times to really i always thought to myself oh, i'm still figuring figuring out what i really want to do because i had this yeah i had like the first 20 years of my life almost it was just uh, i was told what to do and i made sure that i did a good job of it so that i could live up to the story of of being good and i think it's a real big challenge to to let that go and try to um try to find your own way i would say yeah yes <clears throat> and i think you I think it's good to be exposed earlier to this errors, like to this, you don't know where your way is going. Like I had this oftentimes already when I was like really young, but when you go through it, it's always a realization, always something that um, brings you closer. And with the university, for me, for example, I done a really long travel through India and Nepal and I went back and I already knew that I want to be a personal trainer or working with people and teaching because teaching was already since a young age uh, a big part of my life and then for me it was like ah in Germany it's so cheap to study because in India you have to pay a lot mm. and it's like really complicated to to go to and then I thought yes I have my personal training license but you know this education is a kind of free um, and this is why I went then into the study for biology and uh, 
educational science as well and sports for for the high school mm-hmm. and i was so motivated because i was so thankful that i can get this information that i can go to a place where i can learn more um and this brought a lot of yeah for me it was then easy to to finish up my study to <laughs> to 90 <laughs> percent um something was uh left open because then i really went already deep into my own studies and uh into my project in the beginning you think ah i, I open a room i teach everyday classes and by the side I can do my university. I done this as well, but uh, it's, yeah, it's a complicated task because mm. um, the things that you have to do over the day getting more and more. And with the university, like when I went to university, I already finished the part from focusing on and enjoying my life through through partying or through like the normal university thing you know the people Mm -hmm. feel the freedom and then they do something else but not study and when i started my university i was like really focusing on that i worked every weekend Mm -hmm. i was already creating my yeah i was already starting to creating my my future where i wanted to be started to uh, get experience in and I had the chance that I had to work every weekend but um, in this gym there were not so much people mm-hmm. and then I had really time to dig in into the different materials and this time was especially about Ido Portal and all the different teachers that he had mm-hmm. or the person that he referred to um as well the the block that joseph bartz uh, was uh bringing up and uh it was really good for me that was always like really complicated to get through the information because you just get bits and pieces mm-hmm. and then you have like i had no money to to pay me the information through workshops and stuff. And that's why I had to to use a ecological way <laughs> to find this information. Yeah. This this why I needed much longer then to get to the information, but I knew the way. Mm-hmm. And I knew all the other options that mm-hmm. are out there. That was uh, quite good for my learning because I was so motivated, like every day for hours i went into this research mm. thing research i mean you know you you have a question in your mind and then you look for answers yeah and then you have and you try to find the best information possible because when i entered university i realized that a lot of information i had was based on kind of bad studies, mm. uh, studies that are not quite related to real life. Yeah. And this is why I'm really thankful for this experience 
in the university how to how to read something how to look where's the where are the roots of this study or from this information mm -hmm. because people or I myself gave a lot of trust into information I had from from sources I was not sure if that they are right mm -hmm. but you know it's easier to say ah this is like this and I go <laughs> this way I use this study or I use this information and not to re re-ask it or how do it say request it no no how to investigate it or yeah quick question whether yeah yeah question. To trust it yes yeah. and um this is why it was really important to go also through all the bullshit mm -hmm. because from my perspective you have to know i no i talk about myself not <laughs> um i have to know all the informations to then surely say which information is the closest to reality. And I really like to, when I have a question about something, to look from a lot of perspectives. Because when you just use the information from one one group or mm. one subculture, I would say, mm. they say, oh, it's like this. And then you look from to the other subculture, to other, um, to other fields of study. And uh, they say it's like this. And then you look a third way and the fourth way. And maybe you look from 10 perspectives and then you find more the middle of the information or mm. for me to find more the truth but this is also a tricky part because the more you learn and the more you study and the more you integrate this the more you realize that you don't know mm -hmm. and this is uh, sometimes also like really hard because you are always like ah but it could be something else as well <laughs> um one thing I started when I was already really young, like 12, 13, you know, when I was reading something and or when I got some new information about uh, through other people, I tested it always on myself hmm. for quite a long time. And then I had my own experience with this and I tried to when I teach, I try to talk about my experience mm. because when I talk about my experience, I really feel safe. And I say it to this, this was my experience mm -hmm. or this was my experience with, with, with the people I teached, you know, and over the years there were so many and I, had, I was so lucky that I had as well the chance to like in the field of fitness or strength development mm -hmm. or uh, athletical development i had the chance to teach a lot of friends and they were trusting me mm -hmm. and they were trying things out and 
I was always looking, ah, what kind of method I could integrate it. And then I see it, how it works for me and how it works for my students or my friends. And then you get a lot of realizations because everyone is individual and some things work for you, but not for the other person. Mm -hmm. And uh, to build a really big toolkit that um, you can try different things. Because this, uh, this is what I say as well when I teach. Here, this is one way how to look at it or how to do it. And feel for yourself if this is right for you. Mm. And when it's not, it's no problem. Because I don't say I have the answer. I have, I have just ideas, I say always. Mm -hmm. I have ideas, you can try it, and when it's, not, when it's not working, we can try something else, because I have 100 other <laughs> options what we can try. You have many ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really important, right? Like this, um, not, not trying to present answers as the truth, you know? And when people ask you for um, information, you know, yeah, you can speak from your own experience you can speak from ideas of or suggestions of how you think it may be solved as well but then i like that because it's important i think to present the information to have people try to decipher and understand it themselves to find the answer themselves right and not just be not just to go to the safety of it going oh my my teacher told me that, so it must be like the best and the right way, right? Um, it's better for them to try and find their own way. And this, this reminds me of when we were talking again the, uh, another day where you said, and you might have got it from um, Joseph Bartz as well, about how to be comfortable as a teacher to say, I don't know, is really important. So, yeah, can you speak a little bit more on... On that yes like with Joseph this was a really good reminder for myself um, I always you I, I use it before as well for sure but to be really comfortable with it I don't know like when we talk about something and this is also a trade I, I have I just go into a discussion when I really <laughs> when I really know the topic. Otherwise, I would just say, OK, it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's a safety mechanism for myself. But it's like, you know, I don't like guesses that are not based on something. Mm -hmm. For sure, in the end, everything that we say are guesses, maybe. <laughs> but um, I had hundreds of people, hundreds of students who got advice from a professional. And I have to say this, I'm not against doctors or, you know, like all those helping missionists in the, our society, but they were oftentimes really misled mm -hmm. because the doctor was guessing. Mm. Oh, you have this injury or this is in your joints. And you are broken like this, you know, and others, all the guesses where they don't have answers. Or no way where you can try to, to fix it. And then people put it in their, 
they're into like into their personality mm -hmm. and that's a problem because then it's really hard in the end for me to get it out there yeah yeah and to go more the way when you are unsure ah i think it's like this or what i told you with idea this an, this is an idea for me you have to check it um i love the quote from from rich and from Amsterdam, he always says in the end, take it with a pinch of salt, <laughs> you know, yeah. or it's like the Buddhist teaching yeah. where you say, where there's the saying like, okay, here are this information, but check for yourself if this is true or not, mm -hmm. or if this is something for you or, yeah, and I think when more people just talk about, like in the profession, when it's about health and injuries and I don't like the word, but I don't know other English word now, fixing people, mm -hmm. <laughs> fixing problems, uh, when they just talk about the things they know or experience for themselves and not learned somewhere and or read it in the book and then they say oh that's that's the truth now you have to do it like this or mm -hmm. this is the problem because oftentimes it were not like this mm -hmm. they got the advice are you broke like this don't do this and then i had to work through the narrative first from the person to come to the place where i say okay now or whether people say, no, I'm open to try your idea. Mm -hmm. And I would say um, I was quite successful with this. It's weird to say, but this is one thing I learned as well mm -hmm. <laughs> over the years um, to say this. Um, it don't come from my ego, just from, from the experience I had. Mm -hmm. um, draw a line with stuff and when you don't know you don't know and then maybe another person know it better mm -hmm. because the other way is just to like fixate the people on on you and hold them I know everything and it's not like this and to open this up even when the doctor say, ah, you have uh, something in your joint and it could be this, but maybe not. Mm -hmm. It will be already much more open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You would make for an interesting way for yeah approaches like that if they were more open in that way, right? Um, but I think, yeah, we as... People who share, I guess, this um, uh, this information that we've come across as well. It's probably, yeah, sometimes in our duty to make sure that we present it in that way when people ask to go, okay, it's like this, but I open the door for you. You know, you don't have to attach directly onto this idea because, as you said, like the attachment to ideas can be good in some respects, but can also be dangerous 
over the long term. But I guess it comes back to our first point, which is like you then need to reopen the door to the idea of that change. Change is always possible, mm. right? So that you, you can... come always back to this phrase. That's yeah. that's crazy. Yes, <laughs> and I don't want to blame the doctor because he was learning this in university. Mm -hmm. You have the answers here. You learn the answers, and then when you see something, this is the answer. <laughs> because when you would say you don't know, like your credibility goes down. <laughs> yes, <laughs> in their system. Yeah. And maybe you don't get paid, you know, that's <laughs> how it happens, yeah. But, you know, when I go to a doctor, it's for me always, and I learned this already really early, through football you have to go uh, <laughs> maybe more often uh, to the orthopedic yeah. uh, doctor. And then I was always, ah, okay, now he made... made uh, picture from my bones and he says something to it but i will save the picture and i will look for myself as well for answer and mm. i will contemplate about it mm. over many days because every day you get different kind of ideas or realizations what what could be um, a good way to to get it healthy again or to to change it mm -hmm. So yeah, the the other point that I thought would was interesting to discuss off this was about the um, the uh, the way of researching or the way of like indulging in your own self curiosity when there when there aren't any answers, and I think this is something that was kind of a, a bit special with um, especially earlier on I think in the uh, the the rising of the movement culture where yeah you know as you said. Workshops were expensive. Online coaching is expensive. Maybe you live very far away as well. You know, for me, I was traveling in the middle of China at the time um, and you're searching for these answers and you kind of want the answers, but the answers aren't always there. You know, you know, you kind of got like one blog or one video out there. People are posting these mysterious clips, but in a way it's really exciting as well, right? Because you're like one, uh, you know, at that time I didn't have a teacher. So, um, no one to guide me, but, but myself. Um, and so sometimes you're a bit like, oh, I really want to know. And it's kind of a little bit frustrating, but then it's kind of also, I remember probably the, the period where I was most curious as well, because there, there, there weren't any answers. So I was always, you know, trying to do my own research, trying to piece together the puzzle. And I think that's a really important quality to to not let go of and to always remind yourself, you know, that you have this curiosity and this passion within yourself and that can be a very powerful tool. So, um, I know, yeah, you probably had the same experience as well, right? Yes. I had the same experience with this or as well with other topics I had before in my life where there was no information. Like, for example, the athletic training for American football. Mm -hmm. You know, I went so deep into all the different methods that they use over, uh, over there in the American states. Um, and it was hard to get them because nobody was openly sharing the stuff. Mm. And 
for me in the beginning the journey with um, Edo started through through his philosoph philosophy because for me it was directly as from the beginning on not about the moves because for sure they are amazing looking moves but for me it was more about the philosophy how to open up your horizon how to how to not feel bad when you are a beginner in something how to be more comfortable with it like even to the to this day i have some fields where it's where i feel the resistance mm -hmm. but when you realize the resistance that's easier to go through when you say okay it's fine mm -hmm. and with this research researching information um, one thing that is totally different to the to the information gathering for example from my father or from my mother is that I have access to the collective knowledge mm. like I I was used to search in the internet or mm -hmm. search in the in the different uh, places where you for example like the bibliotheque mm -hmm. um, like already when I was really young I, I went just through through the <laughs> through this place and searched for oh what could interest me what what uh, what are answers to my questions that I have and to be to be on the way. Mm -hmm. You know, because when you when you're at the goal, when you arrive, oftentimes the curiosity goes away, mm -hmm. and like I'm really thankful for the way Ido brought this thing up, like a little bit unclear. Like there are some things that could be the thing. You know, and then you search for years yeah. <laughs> and then you find out the information on one point, like the, you found out a lot of different informations, but on one point you get through to the information that he wanted to present. And then it was like, ah, okay, that's how you do it. Yeah. And, um, then you go, then you continue and to spread a little bit the way mm -hmm. to to the goal is really important because then you find so so much other things that are important for you mm. um, like I have to say in the beginning I always thought in the beginning of this movement culture thing I thought on one day I will find the perfect answer and it's, it's not so long ago that I throw this uh yeah <laughs> this away like before two years ah there is no perfect answer because everyone is so different and it's always depends to the the teachings always depends to the group and to mm. the person i'm with yeah and also depends to my style of teaching my style of being present of my style giving energy out like my motivation, my curiosity, 
because you no for me i can't speak for other people just for me i found the best way is to be a kind of role model in these things mm -hmm. to be that what you present mm -hmm. because a lot of people are not about the information you know they they see a person and then they get some imagination mm -hmm. how the lifestyle could be mm. and uh, then they can pick stuff or not and this provokes more change that's the thing like i was i was always for example when we <laughs> when we speak about food you know you see all the all the professionals out there and then they have a big belly yeah. or you have like in american football it's really common that you have coaches who are really unhealthy and overweighted and you know i was always like ah for sure like with american football coaching is it's also you have to have the experience and the mental mental thing where it's not so important as in the field from from yeah from food from eating mm -hmm. but um, yeah i was always driven away from people who are not living the things that they talk about it mm. and i think when you really realize ah that's good for me i do it this way i eat this way i i do these challenges for myself to keep up my mental space or my physical health or, or not only physical health you know like your physical being um that it's more easy that people get it without the information mm -hmm. they don't need all the information i went through like maybe i'm you know i'm i'm really nerdy sometimes with this and i maybe waste also a lot of time because i look through all these perspectives and then in the end it's just a simple answer most of the time <laughs> you know? yeah we talked a lot about it like in the end always and a lot of times it's it's quite simple when you have it but yeah that's the thing yeah it's like you know to just be the change that you want to be and that people will see this you know even on the energetic level and be be drawn drawn to that as well and um yeah, one thing that you mentioned, <clears throat> which is about this, uh, this having trust in yourself about your, uh, your own way and the way that you're presenting. Um, I know you, you mentioned before that, and you, you said this just, just that about like that there's no perfect answers, right? And for a while, uh, you know, you've been exposed to many, many different teachers and visited many different movement facilities all over the world right um and then you were saying at one time that you came to the realization that you know uh there is no perfect way or there you know there is only your your, your way and that's um giving you more trust in in your own style of how you're also presenting so yeah maybe do you want to speak a little bit about that? And because I, I think for a lot of listeners, you know, and a lot of listeners, um, 
they're similar like us where because of the impact that movements had on our lives we love to share it with people but i think also and myself included you're always trying to search like what's the better way or someone else is doing it more perfect than me or you know all these uh, like famous teachers you might see on instagram they must be you know so much more powerful at teaching than than myself uh so i think this is all you know, sometimes thoughts or you know um doubts that we have in ourselves so uh, what about you in terms of your, your your own journey there and how you've come to just be i guess more um, more trusting in your approach uh, the answer now is especially to this movement thing because in other fields i had it already yeah. before but you know sometimes uh, you stumble over the same <laughs> same problems of realization uh, in your life and for me it was really interesting because in the beginning i i was the only movement school in germany like for sure there are other groups but to teach every day and multiple classes and to build up a curriculum and um, you know this when you practice for your own six to ten hours uh, a day there's so much things you could do but then you have like one and a half hour or two hours with your group um, that you can fill with stuff with informations or with uh, experience and for me it was really important <clears throat> it was really important to to meet the role models from this school thing um, for me rodrigo Salima was like a really big role model in the beginning shout out rodrigo yeah shout out <laughs> yeah like he helped me a lot like in the beginning i was quite obsessed to be once a mentorship student from ido and then um then i realized okay i don't have any <laughs> i can't even uh, use the online uh, coaching or i can't go to the events like there's no way for me because i'm still a student uh, on the side you know like not having so much resources, but I'm thankful for this now because I went through so much, um, maybe hard times as well, but uh, good realizations. And yeah, then I was meeting Joseph and he helped me a lot to, to go through this narrative that I have to be in the closed circle to, to use the information. Mm -hmm. And and I thought maybe like the other mentorship students were like a little bit thinking bad about me because I yeah because I'm not not in the circle and I do the thing and I teach so many students and um, and I say okay we we are the movement culture as well and then I contacted uh, Rodrigo and because he had some ideas on his website I wanted to use. And then I was afraid, oh, I can't use somebody else's ideas. It was like tiny things, but you know, for me, it's really important to be truthful and to, yeah. 
And then I asked him, okay, can I use this? And then he was like answering, like really open, like, oh, Julian, for sure you can take it. One day I will take some information from you as well. And I was like, what, what? I think <laughs> because it was really early from my, from my uh, school. Um, yeah, like this, when over, over the internet, sometimes you make heroes out of person. And like for me, what he built up there in Brazil is amazing mm -hmm. like the school this place this community all the individuals who are there like i have so many so many friends from the time i was there yeah and then he was so open and then i was like okay i have to go there and <laughs> i asked him can i can i come and to this time the schools were really closed for guests mm. and I think now I can say it. Uh, sorry, Rodrigo, when, when it's not like this, but um, it was kind of secret. Mm -hmm. You know, I was there, but was not really allowed to share because like he was really mm -hmm. uh, open his arms for me, but he was scared to make something wrong because he, he likes his teacher, Ido, and he's really, yeah, he want to stay with the guidelines he got. Uh, and then I asked him, oh, can I come? And then he said, yes, come over. And then two weeks later, I, <laughs> I flew over there. You went to Brasilia. <laughs> yes. Uh, to this time, I was like in the situation where I don't had any holidays anymore because I worked so much. And there was like a crazy thing for me to go away for two weeks. Um, I also had to ask my mother, oh, can you help me with, with money things to realize this? Uh, she supported me. And then I stayed there and had a lot of talks. And then I saw, okay, now he has his vision. He put the material like this together. And then the Corona time came when I flew back to Germany. And then I had the possibility over online coaching, over the online Zoom training mm -hmm. to train with every community that was interesting for me. Mm. Yeah. Like Karen, Motion, I trained some month with them every second day online or with uh, Rich Endon from Amsterdam, I trained and or with the Boulder community, Apeco. And I saw, oh yes, they, they all do it differently. And they all have their own style. And I also had talks with them and then to, yeah, there, and this time I got the realization, ah, okay. I thought always there's this perfect way and the schools do the way that they get prescri prescribed from Edo. But for sure they use similar materials, the material that they got exposed to. But, but how you teach it to other people is, is your thing. And then I was like really sure, ah, I just can do my way. I just, I just can use all the things that I learned, all the experience that I had through this intensive kind of self-practice. Um, yes, to bring people forward, bring people to a new, new place of their being physically and cognitively. Mm -hmm. or mentally um, 
And for sure, it's really nice to search for the perfect way. And I think you have to do it a lot. But after you done a decade of research, like it's also, you also come to the point, okay, I don't need to search for other ways from other people anymore. I can create my own. Mm. Mm. And this is what I done. I like I realized then, ah yes, that was the thing that I was doing already the whole time, but I didn't realize it. Because like in my teaching it was that every session was a kind of unique. I spent a lot of time every day to to prepare prepare the classes. Mm -hmm. And to think about how to connect it and how to connect the weeks, how to connect the months, how to connect the years. And then I realized, oh, yes, yeah, I've done this already. And I don't have to be afraid that I do it wrong. Because when I do it wrong, I will get the feedback from my community yeah. Yeah. or from the session. And it's also good to do, try something where you're not sure about it. And then mm -hmm. you see, oh, no, that doesn't work. And okay, maybe we do it in the other setting. Yeah. Or we uh, throw it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yes, to see all the people you are inspired from. And they had the same realization on one point. Mm. And uh, they shared it with me as well. Like more indirect, but yeah, this was my, my way in this topic to, to come. So this realization, ah, yes, there is no perfect way. The perfect way is doing the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Start doing stuff. Stop, stop thinking about what could be, like try it, yep. work with this, work on your body, work on bodies from other people and mm. um, get self-realizations. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that like I, I made the separation in the beginning. I'm not a mentorship student and this is why the other mentorship students or close people don't want to work with me. But that was never the real thing. Mm. Just a story that you Just made a story up. that yeah. I made up. Yeah. This is why I'm now like quite good connected over the whole world with, I would say over Instagram. I'm now connected with all the people who have found interesting mm -hmm. because it was like always random sharing. Like when I got some good information, I just said, thank you. Mm -hmm. I wrote them like that. <laughs> I done the same with you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just wrote, thank you for your podcast. Yeah. Thank you for this, you know, not, not trying to not saying something to you that you think I am this or that mm -hmm. or that you think good about me just the honest sharing yeah. when you got some informations out say thank you mm -hmm. for sure not not every time <clears throat> not every time but uh, because then <laughs> you know you consume so much information it would be a lot but uh, when you when you really have the feeling okay now I have to share it that I'm thankful share it mm -hmm. this uh, opened up a lot of doors for me. Yeah. 
So maybe this is a good tab just to talk about, you know, what, what you describe your, your room, Movement Bielefeld, and yeah, what, what the vision is behind it, um, uh, how you describe, like if someone, it's always the question, right? It's like, new person's coming in going, what do you do, Julian? Like, what's, what's this group or this room all about? How do, how do you like to explain it at the moment? Mm, for me, the explanation is since the beginning quite clear because it always depends to the person who asks and how I can connect to the experience that they made in their life. Mm -hmm. And I have some questions I asked them before, like mm -hmm. they tell me the question and I question them back before. Ah, just like what you, <laughs> where you teach. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. I use them. <laughs> and when you, yes, when you're a teacher, I, I explain this way. Or when you're a carpenter, I explain it this way. And oftentimes I, I talk about to yeah to open up your horizon what's what's there what you can do what it's possible it's a lot about also we can say like your potential mm -hmm. it's not the potential to be perfect just the potential of things you can experience mm. because yeah we talked about it already <laughs> since <laughs> a long time there's no perfect you know yeah and uh I would say I, I create a space where you can learn and where you get motivated to do the things. Because in the beginning, with all the different topics we have, it's really good to have somebody that you can trust. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's important like when we meet the first time and you ask me, I don't have the urge that you understand everything from day one. For me, it's fine to just include some, some answers or some directions that you maybe get hooked or you think, ah, oh, yeah, that's, that's an interesting idea. And then we continue over the years. And and then it's also fine when you have a different explanation, like when you ask, for example, my teachers, um, they all have a different explanation because they got something different out of it. Mm. And what's for me important is uh, to, to connect, to connect with people who are not the same as you, because like in Germany, we have the thing when you when you're a soccer player, you just stay with soccer players. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it's kind of bubble. You always talk about soccer and then. Mm -hmm. And then there. The growth is kind of limited to this topic. Yeah. And uh, I always like to be with a lot of different people from different uh, walks of life and to create a place where people can experience this. Um, connection, a possibility to grow, to realize that you have 
endless potential for everything. You just have to invest your energy and your time into something. Mm -hmm. Just this is like easy said. <laughs> no, it's it's a hard way, but that's that's life, right? Mm -hmm. When it's uh, when it's too when it's too easy, there is no possibility for for growth. Mm -hmm. um, and we have this problem that like because the society like everything is so comfortable that the people get a kind of soft when we when we when we look how we lived before thousands of years everything was hard how how we built up this wonderful uh living together in in peace kind of thing mm -hmm. it was through hard times yeah <laughs> yes and and we don't have to we don't have to go back into these times but still remind ourselves that we don't get too comfortable in our life like that we need challenges we need hard times as well mm -hmm. um, another thing is that yeah what i told already like be the best version of yourself and i have ideas how to help you with this mm -hmm. and then maybe you you have something in your life that you uh, that you want to change and then there there is something and also to destroy dogmas over time like not through saying like in germany for example oh, that's quite cliche but i say this because then people can understand like a lot of women think they can't be strong or a lot of men think they can't be flexible mm -hmm. for sure there are other people but you know it's just just for the explanation and uh, to get rid of this because mm -hmm. this these are like roots that you set yourself mm -hmm. and you can only work in this route. Yeah. And for me, it's an important phrase, like be strong to be helpful. And this is not only for men, that's for everyone, mm -hmm. for every human, because first we are human yeah. and to have capacity. And I have the idea to bring people to the point where they have capacity for themselves and also for other people mm. and other people for the in the beginning is just the family or your close friends yes and there's also the thing of creating ideas how to live a good life and what the, what the good life means is totally individual, right? Mm. But to have certain exposure in different fields uh, where you can have the chance for realization, oh, I like this, or I don't like this, or, you know, you get more, you get more to the point where you have options. Mm. And every day we need uh, different stuff as well. Yeah. 
Um, for me, in this movement field, for example, it's also like this idea from movement culture, like so much people get fixated on just this is the movement culture. But for me, I take it as a word movement and culture to create a culture who is moving again and to bring up tools that people are starting to move or change or all the good things that can mm -hmm. uh, happen. And movement then is a, is a good gate for anything else that you want. Like change the relationship to your close ones, change your job, change your behavior with nature. This is a really big topic in my life, as you know as well. <laughs> um, yes, but I think it's uh, the answer is quite individual to the person because when you have like a fixed sentence, just some person will get the realization through the sentence because we all live <laughs> at the same place in Bielefeld, mm -hmm. but everyone has different ways in their life and um, also different exposure to to movement or to changing your mind or to uh, work on your cognitive uh, capabilities. Mm -hmm. Like one sentence in the beginning when I was really young, no, really young, to <laughs> like old people would say, ah, oh, you are still <laughs> young. You know? I have this. No, I have to be more precise. Um, when I started my personal training journey, I had uh, one woman who was uh, overweighted, and uh, I was helping her. And after the first session, she told me, Julian, when I knew earlier in my life that a session with movement can make fun or can give me good feelings, mm -hmm. I, would be, I would be not like this. Mm. And she was already 30 to 40. You know, yeah. uh, the, the, that was mind blowing for me because it's like, yes, like the only thing that I have to do, and this is my mission, is to create possibilities where you can have these realizations. This is like, the first first realization you have to get the motivation and then that's about other things but to break through your experience and this woman had bad experience in the school a lot of people have in germany like it's really a big problem i tried to work with my teachers as well on these topics they 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 work as well at the university and try to try to gather new information so we maybe could change uh, the the lessons in the school mm -hmm. because I'm quite connected as well to the school teaching. School teaching in normal schools, not my movement school. And as well, I wrote my thesis in the university how we could combine a movement school, like then a science school or the normal school that you go to and a wilderness school. Okay. Like for me, yeah. this this is the three parts. Yeah. 
how to interact with nature and how to be in nature, how to interact with yourself and develop yourself and uh, change yourself. And the third thing, how to be in society and how to work with the society mm -hmm. and the rules that you have there. And for this, you need also the knowledge how to do the math and how to mm -hmm. have a great, uh, the right grammar and all these things. And to have the situation where you have different teachers. Mm -hmm. Because on one point, I think it's too much when one person has a job for everything. Because it's already like in the normal school that the teacher has to teach you knowledge and at the same time he's a pedagogical person for you mm -hmm. like the first things that you learn in school is how to stay with a group how to cooperate how to manage conflicts how to mm -hmm. how to sit still to <laughs> to get the knowledge mm -hmm. for me it was really hard <laughs> <laughs> also i got later on when i was uh, more my adult time the realization ah it was hard for me to sit down but maybe I was not wrong the system was wrong for me as a yeah. more active more jokeful <laughs> more yeah kind of person and yes when you have this this free part for me this is this uh, quite holistic approach because we have the same, like we have the baseline with the normal school, but I would say in general, uh, people are quite disconnected to their body. Like when you look around how the pelvis are staying <laughs> when they walk or the foot or like, mm -hmm. like really, really things where you see, oh, there's no awareness. Oh, they wear shoes where they, where they have to walk like really uncomfortable or stuff just to be a certain person. And then it's ah okay. They lose their awareness in this part to, to go with the things. There think what is cool or in or a good thing. You have to accept that not every person is accepting you mm -hmm. and to be fine with this yeah and um maybe i was really confronting oftentimes also in the school time or before other people with with my individuality mm -hmm. but um it was also hard for me to learn to stay with it when i was young but uh it's good and same thing is now I had like the awareness for the for the body and for the awareness of your cognitive state, of your mind. Um, how fast you can pick up things or like information that you get. Mm -hmm. Like in university, I hated this when when the teacher was explaining the same things like multiple times. Where I thought like you already explained it once. <laughs> like why again? You know. And then I realized, oh, okay, yeah, a lot of people needed like hundreds of time to yeah. to to get it um, and I need this in different topics as well you know and like I have 
there's so much uh, learning possible for me as well. And I, I will continue my whole life like to have this realization, oh, I will learn and change my whole life as well. Mm. Even when I think, ah, oh, I know a lot. And then there's a new layer and a new layer. Yeah. Um, and the same with, with nature. There are so many layers of things you can explore. Mm -hmm. The first layer for me would be make a walk in nature. <laughs> then be more aware of your surrounding. Then maybe you start to pick up one tree or one plant or look for the earth. Like how is the structure? What kinds of insects are there? Mm -hmm. uh, to see what is more nature, what is less nature when you go into the forest. Because in Germany, it's quite common that you have monoculture there as well. Yeah, It's the same as you have on the, on the farms. Mm -hmm. People are obsessed with this simple thinking in nature to make it more productive but in the end you destroy the diversity and in the end you already heard it a thousand times from me diversity is immunity mm -hmm. this is with the practice for your body this is with the practice of your mind this is with nature because you have to make a distinction between complex and complicated you know complex things i would say like human are comp uh, complex or nature's complex uh, these systems are kind of anti-fragile mm -hmm. you know when you when you cut uh, when you cut a tree something else will grow and it will um, yeah it will change and something new will come up and complicated would be for me for example when you have a super super nice watch and it's super complicated and then you put one piece out and it doesn't function anymore yeah. and we have a lot of systems like this and that's the same with the farming and the forest like people think these are complicated systems, but we can get to an answer. But for me, I have to think we have to realize, ah, these are complex things. And the only thing we can do is help the system a little bit. Mm. But the system is so complex that we never will know. Mm -hmm. Like in the forest, you have the fungi in the, in the earth that transported all the nutrients from tree to tree or from plant to plant and all the insects that create new earth and uh, are needed for something or like the more basic things that you can see like the animals who live there or the birds and to find systems where we are just helping the nature or helping the person mm -hmm. or the body because it's too complex to understand. Mm -hmm. And this is, we come back to the point where you say, okay, I don't know, because we don't know. Yeah. For, you know, you have even like the good systems in farming now are quite bad from my view mm. to the things, what, what, what's possible. 
and yes there are, most of the time it's just a lack of knowledge why we have so much problems also with the climate change and when we look more what how the nature would do it for, for itself and how we can support it because this is also a really important lesson I got from Tom Brown is Tom Brown is a, a survival teacher from New Jersey um, is we are also important because we are part of nature mm -hmm. especially in our movement culture and uh, the things around movement there's a realization at one point ah we are animals as well but we have another complexity than an animal, I would say, because we don't go just through instinct or like mechanism that are in us. We can reflect things and mm -hmm. I think it's another level on one point. And when you go through nature, you can also help. Ah, you see, there's a that plant, uh, maybe you can bring it more close to the earth that the earth can, um, and the insects there and the bacteria can reproduce no, new soil and new nourishing grounds for new growth. Mm -hmm. And to accept this, we have this in fermentation as well, right? We, we just make the container. Yep. And then the bacteria do the things. Mm -hmm. That's the same with our gut, for example. Mm -hmm. we, we are in symbiosis with so many bacteria and so much helping mechanism. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Like for me, it's, it's, it's really amazing to know that there's such a big complexity that we can't even grasp it. And science can just give us the basic level, but at one point uh, it really fails. Mm -hmm. Because we just search for idea that human had, yep. and maybe we don't have the right idea. <laughs> or, yeah, or not asking the right question. Yeah, not asking the right question. No. Oh, we had it yesterday <laughs> with the question, maybe you, you want to share, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Julian. Julian was playing around with my six-year-old daughter yesterday and then had a direct direct experience with one of your teaching methods <laughs> where um, we, were, we were talking about uh, asking the right question of uh, uh, when speaking with your with your child and I guess sometimes it's natural as a parent to want to be always like directing them a lot but then you can change the way you ask a question to change the tone from um, being more directive to open the door of possibility right and I, th I think we were talking about the example of going uh, um, she's always resistant to wanting to go to bed uh, at a certain time right and that's normally because we might just say it like oh it's you know it's 8 30 you have to you have to go to bed now it's like no no i don't i don't want to go to bed but then from Julian's suggestion, you know, you change that to the suggestion of going, oh, how fast can you go to bed right now? <laughs> the challenge. <laughs> then 
immediately she just ran up to the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes to the power, I think, yeah, of uh, this this core idea of, of going, okay, yeah. And I, I guess maybe the, the theme of what we've chatted through um, now, which is, yeah, to be, to be mindful of the way of how you're presenting information and how you're asking questions of other people because it can really provoke quite different responses. You know, there's, there's one, the defensive response of going, no, I, I don't want this, to then just like the intrinsic motivation of going, jumping into it and then wanting to really do it with all your energy. And it's crazy, right, the difference, say, if you think about that on a uh, on a larger scale where you repeat that process many, many times over, I think, yeah, it can lead to very, very different development outcomes. Yeah, that's great. Um, maybe if we've got time now, I might just quickly touch on your experience here in Melbourne for the, the, the last month. I know, yeah, we, we might not be able to fully dive deep into it, but maybe, you know, this can be a continuing conversation anyway in, in, in multi-part, but um, you've, been, you've been here taking part in Juan's intensive over the last month or so, uh, one week left to go. What would you say, I mean, at this point right now, it hasn't quite finished. I know maybe you haven't quite fully digested or reflected everything as well. What's been maybe some of the highlights or the most important realizations that you've been able to make so far? Yeah, that's an interesting question because uh, every day it's different, <laughs> really, because uh, we train quite or we do stuff quite a long time every day um, and Juan is teaching uh, quite fast like when when you get a task you don't get one task you get directly six tasks and then you know what to do like the next 30 to 60 minutes yeah uh, and the pace is unbelievable like and to realize like even in the pace we are learning, it's all about your teaching <laughs> and, and you can change the pace and you, the people adapt. Mm -hmm. The group was adapting or like I, I speak about myself, like I, I was adapting in the beginning. I was like, wow, why he sent me like five tasks at the same time and then, ah, it's normal. You know, I just remember all the tasks because you have to be more aware when you use this kind of uh, teachings. Um, and to, I think it's also because of his background and his professions um, as a circus artist, where you are just get used to a lot of information. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there are always new, new, new layers of uh, the amount of information you can digest. Mm -hmm. It's the same. The, the simplest example is speed reading. Mm -hmm. I don't like speed reading because it's, I think it's really good to, to read slowly and uh, to, to make breaks and think about it. But you can, when you want, read in the double or triple pace of your normal reading. And you can get all the information. Mm -hmm. 
and sometimes we just read in the speed of the speed we are talking mm -hmm. because when i would talk like da, 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 <laughs> i tried it <laughs> it's really hard and then it's uh, it's yeah and then we 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 read in the speed uh, as we as we talk and this is quite slow depends to the speed we could do mm -hmm. yeah this is like a really big learning again i had this already so many times but it always goes ah it's more possible like yeah. like the things that i <clears throat> the things that i told you about my teachings are also the things that i experience right you think you have your potential oh i train for so many years like every day like the whole day and then i was already starting with 16 to train every day and you know but still more <laughs> still more is possible when you want mm -hmm. still more is possible when you want and also the amount of volume that you are capable to do <laughs> because <laughs> yeah I, I say this one example where uh, i use in my school like 20 to 30 seconds holding the bottom position of a push-up and then <laughs> and then we done this last uh, week that he was bringing us into this position and uh we were holding so long and it was so hard and for sure I had to go down in between as well, but you, you go through. Uh, and then we done pulses, just uh, laying down on the ground and coming up into the uh, bottom position of the push-up. And then afterwards he told us, oh, you hold in the beginning for five minutes the bottom up, <laughs> the bottom position of a push-up. And then we done 20 minutes of this pulses. Like, and when you hear these numbers, like my brain was exploding <laughs> you know you can't believe it yeah, yeah you can't believe it yeah. but then you know ah it's possible yeah mm -hmm. and these are the things you know always our narrative is kind of in our way we done the horse dance and for me horse dance for 60 seconds was already super super hard mm -hmm. and then you do this and you add as well like other standing positions and then afterwards you said yes yeah you were like 10 minutes in every position like what <laughs> <laughs> and then i thought this 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 is possible for my body and for my mind and mm -hmm. for myself and uh i think in this things it was super important that he doesn't said before now we do this for this time mm -hmm. because then you bring up expectation yeah and we are a group of teachers who are already quite open and uh when we start something we we go with it yeah in the in the training as well we we realize afterwards then how it was don't analyze when you're doing things <laughs> analyze uh, afterwards um yeah this is one thing like the capacity we are not made of sugar we are we are stronger and more powerful than we think or even what I thought and I'm already had the experience over the last years that I'm quite far away from from other other people mm -hmm. who live in uh, Bielefeld with the capacity what you can do over the day 
Another important thing I learned and I had really a lot of resistance. I can say this openly because um, I am not worried about things what people think about me. <laughs> um, is to do the journaling. Mm -hmm. Journaling about yourself, about your experience, how your reaction are with other people or with material you get exposed to. We have here the stillness, the willpower through different tasks and also the martial arts layer, mm -hmm. the martial layer. Um, yeah, we went together as well through it, like doing like every martial art in in, in one block uh, that that we know, and then just going through and ah, you get this experience. Ah, you get choked. How you feel? You get in this situation. How how did you feel? And to use it as a as learning opportunity about yourself and how to learn more about your tendencies. Mm -hmm. How does it feel when somebody is touching you? On the arm because it's different for everyone we are made of our experience that we had mm -hmm. in our life and about the narratives we make about us and other people and I was already writing a lot every day but most of the time just about my ideas and about my mm. plans and about questions I had You know, when you work with so much uh, people, you've got so many questions come up. That's a, that is a good thing with, with being exposed to so many students. Like mm -hmm. you get heaps of questions every day. Yeah, yeah. And then you work through. Uh, but to also focus on yourself, your own development. I already done this my whole life, but to write more, to write more about yourself at the end of the day or after something, some experience you made. And yeah, bring it, bring it to the paper because then, and now I refer to uh, saying that uh, Juan taught us in Prague when I met him the first time in in person is uh, you you made a window for the future where you can look through to the past and I for myself have the experience oftentimes that that you are a different person every day kind mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. especially when you have hard times with something and uh, sometimes you yeah, you are a different person with your emotions, with your, with your thinking, with your, with your body, and reflecting about it, and then learning through this about yourself and not like it's a ecological learning with yourself, right? <laughs> through writing, mm -hmm. and sometimes you hear. You hear lessons for a hundred times and then the right person has to say it to you. And I'm really, really thankful that, um, yeah, I, that I got this from Juan, from his experience. Because he's teaching like this 
mm-hmm. he, he share the experience that he had mm-hmm. and now we had uh, to break your borders of uh, your narratives then we had the journaling and for me it's really interesting also the capacity and that's not a health advice <laughs> but uh, you know I came here and then I just had we went directly to the training and then the hard thing is with Farron here that we have so much good good talks every evening that it's hard to go to bed and he, <laughs> he has to wake up <laughs> later than me I have to wake up at five o'clock <laughs> and uh, then oftentimes when I don't just go away we we continue and then I don't have more than five hours of sleep or four hours of sleep or like no more more five hours of time this is why I need the nap in the midday and how you can still survive with the hard training with less sleep for sure on one point this is why I said it's not the health advice you have to get the sleep in and normally it's good to sleep seven to nine hours every day but when there are hard times you can adapt as well mm-hmm. and to know this yeah and even when you think in the morning oh i'm so crushed my nervous system is so over like everything is kind of hurting <laughs> and then you go out of bed and you start and then you you just start and then it will be a good session <laughs> and your energy is coming back and the capacity is coming back and you realize uh, how often your mind is in your own way from your freedom and from your fulfillment and that for me is uh, amazing to have this again I already had this lesson but this now one more step kind of extreme because you know that I have to drive quite a long time to come to the place where I have where we train and here in Melbourne it's normal that you have four lines but you don't have any system how the cars are driving <laughs> just everyone is driving <laughs> on, on his own style in Germany it's quite uh, you have an order like on the left side <laughs> like yeah like you have lines where you go faster like yeah, the yeah. on one line you have the fastest one and on one line you have the slow one here's just random um but i got used to it over the <laughs> over the first week but um yes the first week with this uh, less sleep and the volume of training and all the new things that were happening at the same time brought me always as well really fast to a state where i got like good self-realizations mm-hmm. about my future, how how I can break through <clears throat> specific narratives that I made up, like dreams that I built up. And then you had a dream, you build something up and then you don't want to lose it because you know how much time you invested yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's again <laughs> about <laughs> realizing the, the change, realizing the potential, realizing um, 
that we as humans have it seems like an endless potential for everything um yeah and this that would be for me the most important points about the last weeks also to yeah to that when you have the right group and the right teacher who facilitate the space or the safe space uh, you can you could grow much faster with this ecological learning like one one story i can tell as well for me it was uh, really hard to sit still <laughs> to sit still and i was already practicing since some years with uh, with sam harris like every morning 10 to 20 minutes mm -hmm. uh, meditation you know this meditation thing where you kind of relax and go into your senses before i was so far away from meditation because always there was so much tradition added to the meditation and mm -hmm. i'm a little bit when there's too much tradition involved i'm a little bit and when it's not my tradition oftentimes with the meditation it's like ah no it's not yeah. mine you talk about things that i don't understand and i can't grab okay, okay i don't do it this is why i don't done this before because most of the people connect this with um with specific eastern traditions and sam harris was already like opening this up to a neutral teaching just it's about your senses and also joseph Barth was opening the opening this up with awareness task in nature and awareness things with your eyes and um yeah observing yourself building up focus in in, uh, in the sitting situations or standing situations or even you can do it with slow walking and all that you can do it with your child and but to sit still is uh before i would say like it's impossible <laughs> because i'm always a little bit like yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving a little bit and yeah then, then i was confronted to sit directly for one hour still and to try to don't have corrections and it needed weeks that my structure went into the right way that i that i'm that this is even possible with with the structure with the alignment with the with the awareness in your spine and your body and well, well this is one of these things right where you hear it it's like oh just sit still for an hour Sounds in so a neutral easy, right? position and and don't the only thing is you don't have to move and don't make any corrections it's like okay yeah that, that's all right <laughs> and it's like the hardest thing <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and to do it every day yeah to do it every day and then after some weeks uh, in the q a with him we we got the information ah this is just level one <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> then then you try to uh, not get caught of a thought and you know there's so much layers that that come afterwards but 
just this first thing is already was perfect for me because to challenge my willpower like to challenge my willpower through hard exercises is not so easy mm. but through stillness wow he got me directly <laughs> and and to go through pain as well mm. and to realize okay but i can stay with this um I don't want to sound masochistic, but it's not like this. It's more about uh, learning more about your senses and learning about how to stay with one task for the time mm -hmm. and don't lose it because in the in sitting still you feel it directly when you lose your position that it gets it's getting more yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, and this is not the only way. This is just one way he choose to uh yeah to bring us maybe to some realizations and this is not the only one like after after sitting we do standing and all the different stuff it's just the beginning but on one point i realized because you have to release so much when you sit and when you don't move you have to release from inside out a kind of um that the heart training or the the soreness that I had in the morning or the pain, like after one hour of sitting, it's it's less. Mm -hmm. It's really a kind of the regeneration phase. Yeah. <laughs> Even when it needs your whole mental capacity yeah. and your willpower, for the body, it's uh, it's a really good thing to do. And. We do it here with with a group that is perfect for this, with a teacher that's perfect about uh, for this. And like when you listen to this podcast, maybe try to do it for five minutes, because everyone is different, and you have to start on your point where you are, mm. and don't make things too complicated because. The most important thing is that you continue to do the things. Mm -hmm. And when you start too hard and don't have the right surrounding, yeah. you will never do it again. Yeah. And find the right dose dosages for yourself. And this is with everything, right? Mm. And not the right dosages that you still feel Oh, yeah, you have to feel comfortable, but not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the combination. Working on your own edge. Yeah. Working on your own edge, yeah. um, but don't have a fixed narrative where the edge is. Yeah. And for me, it's interesting because in in Prague he he was talking about the reactivity from our body and. There I can feel it <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, every morning, like how my body is doing things <laughs> yeah, yeah. in my mind and, you know, all this um, experience that you have. Um, yes, but the sitting is just an example. It's, it's no, it's not the, don't get obsessed with it and think this is the perfect way or this is the thing that you have to do to be like that or yeah. like this or that uh, just 
you can take everything uh, and bring it yeah. to the right. It's just another tool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, don't get obsessed with the new information you get. <laughs> yeah. Just integrate it in the things you already know and don't forget the stuff you learned before. Yeah. All right, Julian. Well, I think we're going to have to stop it there because, uh, yeah, we both have to get to some more training. Yes. <laughs> so it's only the start of the day. But for all those listening, thanks for listening. If you've been listening through to the whole very end, thanks, Julian, for joining and jumping on the passive hang. It's been oh. a pleasure having this chat. Um, yeah, a lot to go through there. And especially, I'm, I'm glad we got to chat all about this uh, idea of like how to teach and how to teach well. Um, I think it's a really important, important topic. So yeah, I really appreciate you spending the time here <laughs> and sharing your views on the passive hang. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your, for your open heart and for your being really, I'm so, so thankful that I can stay here. I can use everything from you. You're helping me really a lot in my, in my growth. Thank you. That's it for episode 84. Thanks so much to Julian for sharing his time. Had a blast with him staying over at my house. Really, really enjoyed that period. Uh, for those that don't know, it was a really um, special time where the stars sort of aligned. My family was away, so Julian messaged and then somehow popped out of the blue and was able to spend this time together. And I was able to delve into a lot of training through that period, which was awesome. So. I know you guys probably got a lot out from that episode. Um, Julian, like me, is very open to... So if you have any questions, send him a message. You can find his details on Instagram. That's at Movement Bielefeld. And then also, if you have any questions for me, you can reach out to me on Instagram. That's at Fayonp, at P-H-A-O-N-P. Or you can head over to my website at thepassivehang.com. All right, guys. Well, as always... Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to share it around with a friend. Otherwise, I will see you in the next one.